Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, here you are, tuned again, tuned in again, I should say, to America's Home for Conservative, Not Bitter Talk. I am your one and only host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. You can send thoughts and questions and all that stuff to that email address, and I appreciate hearing from those that I do hear from. By the way, just make sure that counts. Most of you always do that 99.9% of the time. Occasionally, I get someone who's apparently sleep-deprived, maybe um, just had a bad day that just didn't make the opportunity count, but it is very rare. It is very rare. Uh, rare. Tadatadafshow.com. You know, I was looking just at the... <laughs> There's a lot. There's so much to get into. As you know, this is this has been the case for, I mean, pretty much since Biden took office. And in fairness, it's been the case ever since Trump was in office too, but for different reasons. When Trump was in office, everything was the, – the media had pushed this narrative. They worked a lot of people into a frenzy. And – the things that we would talk about during Trump's uh, administration was off, oftentimes, you know, the misrepresentation of who he was, what he was trying to do. And again, this is not a complete defense of everything of Trump, but um, Trump obviously, and now we can compare and contrast, Trump obviously did a lot of good things for this country. I mean, it is, it is completely undeniable that America under President Trump is almost infinitely better than what we have now that Biden has taken control. In fact, I saw, where did I see this? Here we go. I don't want to get too in the weeds on this. I, I want to paint with the broad brush here this morning as we look at the political landscape, what's going on, just... I, the dumpster fire, folks, I knew, as did you, those of you who paid attention and um, which um, anyone who paid attention and understood the ideas and policies that were going to be implemented in this administration were going to be devastating, devastating to this country, to the average American family, to the average business. Heck, well, I think it's it's even worse is my point. And I my expectations coming into this administration were incredibly low, especially when you have a Democrat House and with the tie-breaking vote of Kamala Harris, the a Democrat Senate. But it's even worse than I expected. Now, there have been some there has been some good news in the sense of Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, and this is not again at a defense of their ideological policies, worldviews, and positions. But they have, folks, they've, they've, I want to be careful how I say this, but they have defended um, 
protected the American family, the American taxpayer, the American business, the American voter, when you think about the voting changes that they want to see forced through on a federal level. But those two senators, even though I disagree a lot with a, a lot with both of them, in particular uh, Kirsten Sinema, and of course Manchin is, as well, um, they have prevented it from being worse. But even with that being said, I feel like, and I think that it's fair to say that it's even it's worse than what. Maybe it's gotten worse quicker than I I anticipated. And and I would I still think it, even in degree. The degree that we're dealing with this today is magnitudes worse than even I think the most dire predictions were coming into this Biden administration and the current current Congress. And the Democrat, the Democrats know this, the Democratic Party. In fact, the DCCC did some internal polling, and their internal polling shows that on a generic ballot, now I know lots of you know this, we just have listeners in all different, some folks Some folks have not, some folks are just younger and they're learning, they're getting more involved in this stuff. Some folks have been busy parenting or doing other things, starting businesses, whatever, maybe didn't follow things closely for a while. Whatever the case may be, some of you are, of course are seasoned political veterans, and you know this stuff inside and out. But a generic ballot poll basically just means you don't put a name on the ballot. You're not, you're not really saying, how would you vote? Would you vote for this candidate or this candidate? Say in a Senate race in the state of Indiana, who do you, who do you support? That's not what this poll is. This is, do you support Democrats or do you support Republicans? Basically is what this is. And Democrats, their own internal polling... Their own internal polling. So the way that this works, internal polling is the polling that they ultimately rely upon the most. You got to think about external polling has its own its own use in today's body politic, in political discourse. And a lot of times polls are manipulated to create news or to manipulate opinion. That's why it's important in many cases, and we, we do this on here sometimes, to look not just at what the answers are, what the, the polling results are, but look at what the questions uh, the questions say. Um, I had experience in the past seeing some, some polls, um, what, what are called push polls. I've, I've seen some of these and how they've been conducted and, and how they're designed to be conducted, and it's... A push poll isn't designed to really get true information. A push poll is again designed to get a result that the polling company or whatever, uh, the party that's doing the polling or whatever, they, they want to get a certain result. And so that's for consumption of the public. That's to um, to play the game of perception. For example, we're dealing with this Elon Musk thing, and I, again, I don't want to, I want to paint with a broad brush here, but there's there's examples of the things I'm talking about as I as I wade through this with you. Elon Musk makes a 44 billion dollar offer for Twitter. Do you see this, Oz? 
you know that he made the offer. But did you see Twitter's reports to the um, SEC, their SEC filings, shows that there's 5%, roughly approximately 5%, um, well, you say fake accounts. But an audit showed that there was 20% fake accounts and perhaps even higher. In fact, I've seen numbers, I think, that even get to 50%, which, look, I know there's a lot of fake stuff happening in social media. It's one of the reasons I don't like it. Again, it's for a lot of people. Again, if you're on there, I like to connect with people. I like to, you know, people to listen to the show, send me questions and comments. All that stuff's good. But it's it's the way that it's it's manipulated and how it's been used. In fact, I just had a conversation with this uh, with some individuals yesterday, yesterday morning, um, over over a meeting talking about how social media presses us into our respective echo chambers, and it actually drives a lot of people apart. And of course, the algorithms continue to push that. And there's a lot of stuff going on there that I don't want to get into. But it doesn't surprise me that there's a lot of um, fake accounts at Twitter doesn't surprise me that much at all. But to think that there could be one out of every two, well, that's, folks, that is major news. And Elon Musk is basically saying, look, I'm not buying this if half of what you're selling me, or 20%, or whatever the actual number is, the audit seems to suggest 20% in their initial study. 20% fake accounts, bots, and so forth. Twenty one out of five? That's not approximately 5% is what Musk is is saying here. And so he's saying, I'm not going to buy this until they can demonstrate to me, prove some other way. I'm the, the, or the, the purchase is on hold. It's, it's frozen in time until you can give me something to show me that it's actually has a higher percentage of real, authentic users using the platform. And I point this out because, again, everything when it comes to, again, we're talking about Democrats' internal polling numbers. Those things are what they keep secret most. We don't normally see that. They keep that amongst themselves. They want that to be true so they understand how far they really have to move the needle or what sort of lead that they think they have and all that. These other things that are external, which are peddled by the media to push a narrative to influence public opinion and i throw social media into that and they do the same thing here in fact you've for those of you that listen closely to this program you've heard me talk about this sort of thing before i think i think that in fact i said this on here i think that one of the biggest fears the radical left has with someone like elon musk buying twitter i said this now that i'm (laughs) I'd have to go back into the archives, but I said this. The biggest fear or one of the biggest fears they have is that the mask is going to be removed and people are going to see that the voices of conservatives on social media platforms like Twitter were silenced for multiple reasons, but one, one is to make it appear that there are fewer people that agree with conservative ideology, the conservative worldview, the constitutional worldview. And the other thing is to amplify, serves to amplify the voices of the extreme radical left. And I, again, differentiate. Democrats are not necessarily liberals. Liberals are not necessarily the radical left. The radical left, 
the godless wing of the radical left. These are people who hate America. These are people who deny truth in the most basic, fundamental of ways. These are people who believe government is God. These are people who believe that our rights come from either a group of people in black robes or uh, people who can change the filibuster rules in the Senate or people in the House of Representatives or whatever. A president and his cell phone and pen, as Obama told us in the past. These are people who don't believe in this idea of God-given unalienable rights. And they are their beliefs are antithetical, the opposite of the, uh, the way that this nation was, was founded. And candidly, they're antithetical to truth. They, don't, they, they reject truth. They don't accept it. They don't base their worldview upon it. They live in a dark place. And that's not all. Listen, I, I make this clear, very clear on this program. That's not the majority of Democrats. That's not even, that's not even liberals. We're not even just talking people with different opinions. We're talking about people who are, I mean, just vicious and filled with rage and hatred for the average American, especially the average conservative, the average Republican. They're not interested in understanding. They're not interested in debate. They're interested in destroying. They're interested in, well, destroying the individual, destroying the, the movement, which, again, ideas are fair game. But they also, um, they also want to destroy this nation as as founded and so they like to use these these tools that are used in public social media or polling in the case of uh, media polls and so forth to do to not how do i say this to not it's not necessarily designed to reflect truth in fact it's designed to achieve a certain result which is to make the people who engage on that platform or the people who read the publication or who look at these polls to make them think oh wow Americans must be this far left right or to think wow this is going to be a really close selection or there's a lot of factors or a lot of I guess uh, not factors but a lot of a lot of ends that this sort of thing can can produce it makes one side appear larger and another side appear smaller. And Twitter is falling into that, that category. But these polls, the internal polls, they don't normally share them because they want the average American. They don't want them to see the truth. They want them to see the smoke and mirrors. In fact, as I've said on this program, I just said this yesterday to a group that I was meeting with as well. I really believe this. I think that 70%, 70, 70% of this country would agree with 70 or more percent of the things that are said on this program. I really believe that. Folks, this is not a radical left nation. This is, the people in this country live their lives as conservative-minded people, independent-minded people, um, libertarian-minded people, people who want to live their lives you know, live and let live to a large, large degree. Um, and they, they don't embrace this radical, folks, this truly radical, the stuff that we've been, that we've been taught that are, that's being pushed on our children in schools. And it's, it appears to be worse. That's something else that appears to be worse and worse every day. And so 
when I look at this, when I look at all the problems that we face, all the things that have been ushered in since this Congress, since this administration took office, which is what? Not even 18 months yet. It seems like 18 years. It's not even 18 months. When you look at this, when you look at inflation at the high, high point that it's at, the highest it's been in 40 plus years, what is it? Eight and a half percent. We're going to probably find out it's higher than that the next time they do they do research and studies. We have a baby formula crisis that is at least in part and probably large part caused by government bureaucracy, government so-called oversight, things that interfere with companies being able to deliver to the marketplace. When you look at, well, yesterday the market fell the furthest it's ever, well, that it's fallen since a single day uh, decline, the, the largest single day decline since 2020. Uh, when you look at what happened in Afghanistan, when you look at the open border, the southern, you know, southern border, when you look at uh, this meltdown that's happened in the Roe case, as far as what the court's going to do regarding Roe, and you look at the justification, there's groups out there calling for calling for violence if this is actually overturned. In fact, businesses have been warned. That's a real thing now. I just read that read that yesterday as well. I got that here in our stack of stuff. We got record high gas prices. Not only that, not only that, we actually have gas prices that some some are predicting are going to hit are going to double from where they are now. $10 a gallon. Do you know the average American family just read this yesterday is spending $5,000 a year in gasoline. The average American family $5,000. 5 grand a year in gasoline. I mean, you can do the math on this unless a Bernie Sanders math person's in the audience today. Take it easy. I'm just having a little fun, but your math skills should not be trusted. Believe me on this number, not your own arithmetic. But $5,000, if gas prices double, I mean, you can do the math there, right? The average person would then be spending $10,000 a year in gas. Folks, as you, as you listen, to, listen to those things, and there's plenty of other things, critical race theory in schools, the arrogance of school board members, the behavior of government um, towards their citizens, towards the people that they supposedly are representing, the behavior we've seen, the attitude we've seen, um, what we see in higher education, the silencing, the safe spaces, the snowflake culture, all of this stuff. And it's all, folks, it all <laughs> needs to be laid squarely at the foot of the radical left. It is their baby. They have made this. They have created this. They fuel this. This is what it's created. When you think about that, when you think about that, you know, to me, a question arises. And I know different people are at different points politically. And, but does it not raise a question that says, that, that causes everyone who observes this to at least ask? Ask the question. Whatever your answer is, that's your answer. But ask the question, what in the world are the people that have been elected to make decisions for this country this inept or... Meaning, are they just not capable of managing it and they're just really, really bad? That might explain some of this. Or or is this intentional? You know, we've seen that there was a, a plane crash, a 737 here a few months ago, and there was uh, a few weeks ago, I guess. 
and there was video of it, and it was barreling straight down. I mean, nose down, you know, crashing into the earth. I mean, at fast speed, just terrifying, terrible stuff. But when you see that, and that's that's metaphorically what I viewed this country's leadership doing because of the things I just stated, and that's only some of them. But when you see that video, when you see that video of the plane crash, if you've seen it, to me the logical question is, how in the world, what caused this? Could that be, could that be intentional, right? What in the world, how does a plane get into the position where it, it's, it's in that actual, you know, it's heading that direction at that speed, that velocity? It's a reasonable question to ask, is this, is this intentional, and why? And you start asking that, why? Because you look at, you know, the, the gas leases that were not extended. The, the federal government wouldn't let oil and gas companies into a certain place in Alaska recently when gas prices are at an all-time high and potentially heading up. Some suggest up to $10. I'm not predicting that. You get the all the issues with food, potential food shortages. I mean, we're in a nosedive. This country is in a flat-out nosedive, and it's worse it's worse, at least in terms of how quickly we've got here, than I think just about anyone expected. We knew it would be bad. I just don't know if many people thought it would be this bad this quickly. And that is, and they know it, and they, they, there's nowhere for, for them to hide. So everything that happens in the political narrative should be viewed through that lens. They want to change the narrative. They want it to be about anything other than those things I laid out. That's why you'll hear things like the replacement theory and all this silly stuff designed to take your eyes off the ball and see that these people, whether intentional or just by being inept, have put this country into a straight-down nosedive hurtling towards planet Earth. And I've got to take a break really long in this segment. Yikes, really, really long. Sit tight, my friends. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. My friends, really, really, really going to be a short segment here as I got super long there talking about that in the first segment. But everything needs to be viewed. I cannot, I cannot overstate this, and I know many of you know this, but I don't know if if we know this. How do I know this enough to? I mean, th- this is this is really, really important to understanding. Politics. Politics is really the art. You could say the deception, the the uh, art. If someone is simply trying to present something in the best manner, so there's nothing wrong with trying to present, you know, your issues, the issues, the, the positions that you take in the best light. That should be expected, right? I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. That's that's okay. But the problem comes. When people are truly being deceptive, and that's why when I talk about the polling, right, you all, I mean, just pay attention to polling, and many, again, many of you do this, but if you look at polling, it almost inevitably, the closer it gets to election time, it pulls closer, you know, the the points begin to shift to the Republicans, and that's not, that's not simply because every election season people move towards the Republicans at the end. Part of it is, part of it is they're trying to set a perception 
I'm telling you, this I these folks that do these things are evil and deceptive beyond I mean beyond compare. They have a desired outcome and they want to they they're willing to do whatever they can, whether they're in the media, whether they're in you know um, the White House uh, spin room, right? The professional deceivers there. They're in the Democrat Party, and there's folks. Look, there's folks in the Republican Party too. I'm, I'm this is this goes across party lines. There's people that are intentionally deceptive, and at some point, the way something is being presented is simply not a fair way of doing it. For example, I I think it's not fair to say that there's a type of abortion that um, should be used, that's necessary, I should say, that's necessary to save the mother's life. That's done. That's done to put pressure on people to say, man, like, I, I can't, we got, we got to save the mother. Of course, that's, I've got no problem with that. I think, you know, I just, I want people to hear me say that. But it's not necessary to kill the unborn child what's necessary is to save the mother whatever that whatever means that means which maybe that means the baby um is is you know delivered or removed via c-section or whatever um maybe actions are taken that will more than likely cause harm to the baby but they're not deliberately designed to harm the baby or kill the baby they're designed to save the mother and if the consequences are that then that's just a very very tough choice that medical professionals or family members had to make that's that's the truth and when you go on down the line when you hear people saying you're anti anti-choice if you're pro-life that's that's not a that's a misconception that's that's intentionally trying to misrepresent the other side that's not at all i'm very pro-choice in fact i did a television program on that um, that'll be airing here recently i think the left actually i know the left the left is not in favor of choice when it comes to virtually anything except for abortion. Maybe maybe the issue of choosing a gender other than the one that you're born with. They're for a choice on that, but they're not for they're not for the choice to carry a weapon. They're not for a choice to decide where uh, you're going to send your children to school. I have a whole list of things I went through in the in the television episode. And there is the, the art of politics, unfortunately, for many, is the art of trying to deceive people into, <laughs> into living a life, experiencing the results or the consequences of the policies that have been put in place by the people in power, and then somehow trick those people <laughs> when, those policies, um, when those policies cause harm to trick them into thinking that it's not the people who implemented those policies who are to blame it's something else some other boogeyman it's someone from the previous administration or if things are going well as they were with with trump to get people so riled up about something else trump is a nazi they said he's going to uh, cause the demise and fall of western civilization and democracy the insurrection they make us believe or they want to make us believe that we were oh so close mm, so close hanging by a thread on January 6th, as though we were about to collapse, and the the, the folks who um, the folks who stormed the Capitol were going to somehow be in charge. I mean, it's it's patently ridiculous. 
or the Trump-Russian collusion story. We went through this numerous times. It's just, it's silly nonsense. It's, it's not rooted anything at all in reality. So, but that's their job, right? That's, that's, or that's how they, that's how they view their job. People without, people without a conscience. They think, how can I make people either not see the harm that we've committed or if the political opponent's policies have helped people, how can we make them think that there's really another problem, another boogeyman? How can we say that it appears to be good, but it really isn't? Because Trump's this, that, and the other, right? That's that's how this game is played. I mean, it's it's obvious for anyone who wants to pay attention and be be objective. But that's how it's played. And I just think that we need to view everything that happens at the, this point because we're in a political election season, beginning of it anyway. I mean, we've gone through the primaries in, in many places. But we have to view everything that happens through that lens, because now they're trying to position the election in such a way, position the issues for the upcoming election in such a way that they can somehow benefit in the face of all of this unmitigated disaster that they have brought upon the average American family. And I want to talk next segment about the Minister of Truth, Weird Nita Yankovic, who is apparently, that's that's put on hold. She's been... She's been pulled from the roll, <laughs> so we'll talk about that after the break as well. But literally everything that this administration touches, I, it is pure dumpster fire, my friends. Quick time out. Back here in just a minute. So really quickly here, this uh, Biden's department or ministry, I should say, of truth is now put on hold. This is a victory, by the way, for freedom-loving Americans. The ever, well, I should say the never-ending march that we've been taking to fulfill the words of George Orwell and his book 1984 has, at least in the case of the ministry of truth, been placed on at least a type of pause. The Ministry of Truth has been placed on pause. Weird Nita Yankovic has resigned. And, of course, uh, the Washington Post, what's her name, Taylor Lawrence. I think she's the same one that doxed people, right? Uh, yeah. So she's out here. <laughs> she wrote an article. I tell you what, this, folks, I am entertained by this stuff in ways I can't even fully express to you. Headline of her article, How the Biden Administration Let Right-Wing Attacks Derail Its Disinformation Efforts. Subtitle here, A pause of the Department of Homeland Security's newly created board comes after its head, Nina, excuse me, weird Nina Yankovic, was the victim of coordinated online attacks as the administration struggled to respond. It's always it's always some grandiose intention here, some altruistic intention of the left that's just misunderstood by the rest of us. Misunderstood by conservatives, misrepresented. Of course, they always tell you the reason, ah, oh, man, we just didn't do a good enough, good enough job communicating why that was so important. Folks, all they do 
the only thing the left, the radical left is good at, the only thing they're good at is using flowering language to deceive people as to their true intent, their true motives, their true, uh, you know, the, the true consequences of their policies, what they really plan on doing. That's the only thing that they do. And they're actually blaming right-wing attacks on the Department of, or the Ministry of Truth. I, I mean, it, it's it's truly remarkable how much they try to peddle this nonsense. And it, it works for certain segments of the population because they don't, you know, they, they, they trust the people that are telling them these things. Um, certain people don't you know, follow. And this, by the way, just to be clear, this is uh, that this isn't tied to any uh, descriptor of a person. It's just whether or not the person. Th- th- these are men and women. These are whites, blacks, Hispanics, Asians. These people, whatever the individual chooses to do, it's not based upon any of those factors. If someone doesn't question what they're told by the sources of so-called authority, if if someone let, let's put it this way, if someone doesn't demand actual evidence other than just an authority figure, be it the media, politician, whatever, someone who appears to have authority, um, if someone requires anything other than just trust me, I told you so, um, they reject this stuff. Free thinkers don't, don't fall for this stuff, but some people, whether they're too busy, they don't, they don't care. They've not been properly, you know, educated. I mean, some of the things people have said to me about politics, it's amazing how, how someone can be so wrong. I've got, I've got a friend who said he has someone in his family who votes Democrat because she's afraid the Republicans are going to come and take her guns. I mean, this is how some people think and how you can think that. I mean, I don't know, but that is, that's what we're, we're dealing with here with a lot of people. And I just I just want people to pay attention. I believe that if someone pays attention and thinks about these things, I think I think people that's why I say 70% of the people are going to agree with 70% or more of this program because it just conservatism just makes sense and it appeals to that part of the the human desire, the desire to understand, accept truth and just well, unless someone has been corrupted to say I just fully reject truth and to hell with all that. But a lot of people just, they don't, they don't know. They don't know things. They've been lied to consistently. Um, and it's, it's a hypnotic force for some. So the department, the ministry of truth, this is a good thing that the government's not out there having a department designed to tell us what's true. They, they wouldn't, they couldn't find the truth if you spotted them the TR, the U, and the other T, they couldn't find it. Folks, these are the same, these folks are from the same ideological worldview of people who can't find the Second Amendment in the Constitution. I mean, this is that, that people who say um, an abortion is health care or that an abortion is um, just involves the body of, of the mother, which is certainly. Um, the the other life is growing inside the mother, but to say, I mean, that we're just these are professional deceivers. They're sophists. They're not to be taken seriously. They're to be mocked and ridiculed and challenged on these asinine assertions. 
And because they have sometimes PhD or some letters behind their name, they come across as really well-spoken and articulate, people think, well, they must know. Well, maybe what they learned in school was how to be deceptive. Maybe what they learned in school and how they were trained was how to get people to buy into the Smoke and Mirrors Act. Because in my world, if you can't explain it to someone, if your explanations for everything require, like look, look at critical race theory, for example. We all know what's out there. We all see the consequences of it. They t- No, they say, no, it doesn't even exist. And I think, well, why do we have a term for it? Why do we have a term for something that doesn't exist, right? And this, this latest replacement theory thing, which came out of the clear blue sky, suddenly they think that they've got a political winner here. They, they want you to think Republicans are racist. They're white nationalists, so they're pushing this replacement theory in this Buffalo school shooting, if you've, if you've seen that. This is all designed, this is all designed to confuse people because there's, real, there's no there there. There's no truth. It's just nonsense being uttered from these folks' lips. And then if you don't understand, then comes the condescension. Well, you're too stupid to understand. You can't understand because you've been, you know, um, you've been misled by these evil white nationalist Republicans or whatever. And it's just silly. They don't want to talk about the ideas because their ideas don't make any sense. And if you cannot explain, you cannot explain your allegations and accusations. I think the same thing about Trump-Russian collusion. Ask somebody, how in the world did Trump steal an election with Vladimir Putin using his social media team and his um, Pokemon Go ad squad to trick people into voting for him? It's the stupidest thing in the history of any alleged conspiracy. But here we are. People believe it still because they don't take the time to, to analyze and think and to ask the questions. It's just silliness, but they get away with so much They run from the light of day, the light of truth, and the Department of Truth, the Ministry of Truth that's been temporarily put on pause, it may not be permanently, but temporarily put on pause is is one of the ways that they continue to try to seek to deceive people. Quick time out, my friends. Listen to the Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. time we have remaining, I want to really quickly touch on this Elon Musk situation, Twitter. Um, an audit revealed, an audit revealed that, again, Twitter Twitter said to, to Musk when he went to purchase this, roughly 5%. That's what was in the, uh, the filings with the SEC. Um, and it appears, um, it appears that after an audit, there could be, 20% fake spam accounts. In fact, they did an audit on Biden's Twitter followers. <laughs> 22.2 million. Um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. Half. Half a Biden. <laughs> this is perfect. This is totally believable to me. Half of Biden's 22.2 million Twitter followers are likely fake, as reported by Newsweek. of Biden's Twitter followers are accounts that are unreachable. Um, This is, again, according to this article um, at BizPack Review. They're unreachable and will not see the account's tweets either because they're spam bots, propaganda, etc., or they're no longer active on Twitter. 
half of President Biden's Twitter. I'm telling you, this is their biggest fear, is that the curtain's going to be pulled back and Americans are going to have a pretty a clearer perspective on just how many, uh, just how few, just how many fewer people are in the radical leftist camp, are in the pro-Biden camp. And of course, this begs all sorts of questions, 2,000 mules, doesn't it? Quick time out, my friends. Back here in just a minute. My friends, Elon Musk, too. I think I may have re- referenced this the other day. Elon Musk, in fact, he's tweeted about this as well. But he came out and said that he doesn't think he's ever voted Republican before, but he plans on doing that in the upcoming election. Then I saw some tweets today <laughs> from Elon Musk saying something to the effect of uh, be prepared for the attacks that are going to be coming his direction in the months to come of course and if he votes republican he better be prepared for this for the rest of his life my friend so gotta go thanks so much for listening have a great day sdg see you tomorrow take care